Hey everyone, it's Jeannie, the Pistol Packin' Mountain Mama Health Nut. How's my fellow pod doggies? You're a pod doggy if you listen to podcasts or record a podcast. How fun is that? I'm recording this episode on our ranch in the beautiful Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. This podcast has two segments. The first is called All Things Health, and today I'll talk about soda pop, soft drinks, pop, whichever you call it where you live, and I break the ingredients down so you know exactly what's in it and what it does to your body. My example is Mountain Dew, and the second segment is called Mountain Adventures. Today, I share my stories of being caught, not on purpose, in a lightning and thunderstorm, and how my husband Nick and I managed to escape not getting hit. And by the way, if you can hear my dogs barking outside, there's a pack rat underneath my husband's pickup, and they will not leave it alone, so I apologize ahead of time. Remember to hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode, and leave me a review or comment. I'd love to know how I'm doing. And you can find my websites and email in the show notes. Please share this episode with someone who you think might benefit from it. And most importantly, thank you for listening. My podcast is sponsored by a company called 3 International. It's a proactive wellness company that provides high-quality, bioavailable, optimal nutrients that your body craves. All of their products are listed in the physician's desk reference, and you can look that up at www.pdr.net. I personally use them, and I will tell you they're the best supplements I've ever taken. And I'm super careful about what I put in my body, and I want only the best. And don't forget that we have a customer program so you don't have to pay retail. When you hit the Join button to purchase, keep going, and you'll navigate to the customer prices. You can research these products on my website at genieolson.iii.earth. One of my favorite products is called Purify. It gently cleans out all of the toxins in your body that you're exposed to every day, so check it out. Okay, soda pop. Have you ever noticed, as you know, as you wander around the grocery store, what people are putting in their shopping carts? I do. And sometimes I'm tempted, just for fun, to secretly put a watermelon in their cart, you know, to see if they notice. Okay, okay, I've never done it. But I think it would be hilarious to see the look on their face. They would probably think, when did I put that in there? What I do notice, though, is how much soda, soft drinks, soda pop or pop people buy. I noticed an older couple coming out of the grocery store the other day, and they each had a cart full of pop. That was all they had in the cart, no other groceries. And the gentleman had a motorized cart, and his cart was full, and the lady's cart was full. And, you know, there was probably a sale. And and I actually know them personally. He was a deputy sheriff before retiring, and now he can barely walk. And maybe the pop has something to do with this guy not being able to walk. I don't know that for sure. I'm just wondering... I don't know his personal medical history, so it's not fair to assume that it's the pop. You know, but still I wondered if it might be part of the problem. It's a known fact that soda pop is not the best thing for you. But I wondered if pop can actually be addictive, and then I also wanted to know exactly what's in it and what it actually does to the body, so I decided to research it. Now, pop is either sweetened with sugar or artificial sweeteners. So check out my previous episodes to learn more about why you should throw both of them out. But besides the sweetening agents, what else is in pop? And I happened to have an unopened liter bottle of Diet Mountain Dew, 
So I will go through the, the ingredients in it. And it was so hard to quit drinking Mountain Dew for me. About three or four years ago, I used to drink six cans a day, if you can believe that. And so that's why I wonder if it can be addictive. So this is my own research. Just keep that in mind. And here's the, the list of ingredients that's in the bottle of Diet Mountain Dew. And I'll try and go through them slowly. There's carbonated water, concentrated orange juice, citric acid, natural flavor, potassium benzoate, citrus pectin, aspartame, potassium citrate, caffeine, sodium citrate, acylfame potassium, sucralose, gum arabic, sodium benzoate, calcium disodium, and then it was EDTA, and then yellow 5, and then phenylalanine. So that's 17 ingredients. That's a lot. And I checked the liter of diet sun-kissed orange pop that I had in my pantry, and it has 14 ingredients in it. This episode pertains to all soda pop, but for my research, I used the Diet Mountain Dew, and I'm not trying to pick on them. It's just the one that I had in my pantry. So now I'm going to briefly give what each ingredient is, a positive health benefit if there is any, and then the side effects. Okay, so carbonated water is just water diffused with carbon dioxide, which is a gas, and it can be helpful with hydration. The side effects is it may cause gas and bloating. The concentrated orange juice is dehydrated juice that has all the water removed through a dehydration process. And unfortunately, a lot of fiber, vitamin, minerals, and phytonutrients are lost in the process. It is dehydrated to make it last longer on the shelf. Citric acid is a common food additive and chemical that is found naturally in citrus fruits and juices. It's a natural compound, but also can be man-made. The natural form can be anti-inflammatory, prevent kidney stones, so that's a positive, but it can also be irritating to the stomach and bladder, and that's why I had to quit drinking it. The man-made citric acid is often made with GMO ingredients. The problem is, most of the time, you don't really know what kind you're getting. Are you getting the natural, or are you getting them man-made? Okay, and then there was natural flavor, and these come from plant or animal extracts used to enhance the flavor of the product, and they are not designed to add any nutrients at all. Potassium benzoate is a preservative, and it helps keep the product stable for up to two years. It's generally thought to be safe unless it's mixed with vitamin C or ascorbic acid. Studies have shown it turns into benzene, which is it's a known carcinogenic that may cause cancer. And then there's citrus pectin. It's a carbohydrate that is extracted from citrus fruits, and its main purpose in soft drinks is a stabilizing agent. Pectin alone can have health benefits such as being a high source of fiber, like you would find in an apple, and it can also lower cholesterol. But the side effects is that it can decrease the effectiveness of some medications and antibiotics. Okay, aspartame. This is an artificial sweetener, and I'm going to do an entire episode on it, but for now, the main problems it can cause is cancer, Alzheimer's disease, seizures, stroke, and dementia. Potassium citrate, and it's a salt that comes from citric acid. When it's in soft drinks, it's used to make the drink less acidic, and it acts as a food preservative, making the product less prone to spoiling. It can actually be good for kidney stones and can balance urine pH, 
One warning that I read is that if you have chronic kidney disease, you need to limit how much potassium you consume. And then there's caffeine. And caffeine is a psychoactive stimulant that stimulates your mind. And it comes from over 60 different plants, including coffee beans and cocoa beans, you know, to use to make chocolate. It can also be made synthetically in the lab because it's cheaper to produce. Health benefits are sharper brain function, it influences metabolism, improves exercise performance, improves your mood. It does have side effects like shakiness, headache, dizziness, increased heart rate, dehydration, and anxiety. Okay, sodium citrate, and it's basically the sodium salt of citric acid, and it enhances flavor or acts as a preservative, and it's what gives Mountain Dew the sour and slightly salty flavor. And if taken in excess, it be, because it's a salt, you may retain fluid. Asulfame potassium is actually an artificial sweetener, and I did not know that. It's also known as ACE-K, and it's man-made in a lab, and some researchers say it poses no health risks. That would probably be the FDA. Others say it changes gut health, causes weight gain, and even cancer. Then there's sucralose, which is also another artificial sweetener made in a lab. And if you haven't listened to my episode on sucralose, I encourage you to do so, because it's bad stuff. Briefly, it causes IBS, ulcerative colitis, and Crohn's disease. And it has a detrimental effect on the gut microbiome. And it can be toxic and cause cancer as well as other things. There's gum arabic, and it's a plant-derived fiber. And it's a natural thickening agent and binder that holds ingredients together. It's like an edible glue. Because it's rich in fiber, it can promote bacteria in the gut, the good bacteria, and can give you a feeling of satiety or fullness. And it's pretty healthy overall, but it can cause digestive issues like gas, bloating, and indigestion. Sodium benzoate, it's a salt used as a preservative to prolong shelf life. It's also a pickling agent, and it's used to protect the taste and is used as an antimicrobial agent. It's closely related to potassium benzoate that I mentioned earlier, and both of these, when combined with vitamin C, can interact with certain medications. Sodium benzoate can also cause inflammation in the body. And the last one was the calcium disodium EDTA, and it's another salt used as a preservative. It promotes flavor retention and reduces discoloration. Side effects are gastrointestinal problems, anemia, low blood pressure, depression, and irritability. Oh wait, I have two more. (laughs) There's yellow five. It's a food dye that adds a lemon yellow color to the soft drink and other foods. And it's been linked to cancer and linked to asthma in children. It's also been linked to migraines, blurred vision, and anxiety. Okay, and here's the last one, phenylalanine. And actually, it's an important building block that is used to form proteins that your body needs to function and survive. Your body won't produce it on its own, so it's good, but it does have some side effects like nausea, heartburn, fatigue, headache, constipation, and anxiety. And it's good as long as you get it naturally from, like, meat, fish, or eggs. But oftentimes, you get it from the artificial sweetener aspartame, And this is the case with soda pop. So it's not a natural source of phenylalanine. But they still have to put it on the the label. Okay, so let's summarize what's in Mountain Dew. So basically, it's carbonated water. 
and it has five different preservatives in it, four coming from salt. It's a stimulant because of the caffeine. It has a thickening agent and an antimicrobial agent to keep the microbes out. And it has three, not one, but three different artificial sweeteners in it. Now, I did find 11 positive things about Diet Mountain Dew, but I found 33 negative things about it. The biggest takeaway is you're basically drinking salt, caffeine, and artificial sweeteners, or sugar. Most of the ingredients are not natural, but are synthetic or made in a lab. And the big question I had, can it be addictive? Yes, because of the caffeine and from the sugar in regular pop. One small note about regular Mountain Dew is that it only has 13 ingredients in it. And it has many of the same ones that you find in Diet Mountain Dew. However, it does have more caffeine. And although it doesn't have the artificial sweeteners, it does have a bunch of sugar in it. 77 grams, which is three-eighths of a cup of sugar in one 20-ounce bottle. The USDA says the daily intake of sugar should be 48 grams or a fourth of a cup for an entire day. How many bottles did you have today? If you had three 20-ounce bottles in one day, that's one and one-eighth cup of sugar for that day. And, you know, maybe that doesn't seem like a lot, but keep in mind that sugar has no nutritional value and neither does artificial sweeteners. Sugar also causes a lot of inflammation in your body. Add the caffeine and sugar together and no wonder you keep wanting more. And it's interesting to note that we associate drinking soda pop with certain meals like fast food or at a gathering or a party. And you think to yourself, one won't hurt me, but over time the damage adds up and it doesn't go away. And if you think it doesn't, you're fooling yourself. Each drink over time keeps adding up. And I have an analogy for you. If you put one dollar in a jar every day, or let's say one soda in your body every day, for one year, you'll have $365. That's not much, and probably less, since the value of the dollar is nothing. But hear me out. If you did this every day for 15 years, you'll have $5,475. That's decent, but still not that much. But do this for 40 years and you'll have $14,600 or 40 years of damage to your body. What you consume in your 20s and 30s stays with you for the rest of your life. And, you know, keep that in mind. And that's why I always say everything in moderation. And I hope you found this helpful. And please share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Shoot me an email or comment if you have any questions or even stories about your experience of quitting soda pop. And with your permission, I'll share it on future episodes. Okay, so now on to Mountain Adventures. This is one story at the Enbaro Ranch that I can say without a doubt that we had divine protection that Jesus was watching over us. How could something so powerful come from the heavens? And I'm talking about thunder and lightning. Now here are a few facts about thunder and lightning that might interest you. Uh, According to the National Geographic, lightning is a gigantic electrical spark, and it can be five miles long, and it can take up to 80 million car batteries to equal the power in one lightning bolt. 
A lightning bolt is a discharge between two electrically charged regions where both are in the clouds or one is in the clouds and the other is on the ground. I always thought that thunder was caused from cold air and hot air hitting each other, but actually the lightning causes the thunder. It's a sound from the shock wave which develops as gases in the area experience a sudden increase in pressure and it gives off a boom or a rumble. Light travels faster than sound, and that's why we usually see the lightning before we hear the thunder. And I've always counted the seconds between seeing a lightning flash and hearing the thunder to determine, you know, how far it is away from you. So counting five seconds equals about one mile. I've always known that lightning can be deadly, that if you are ever caught in a lightning storm that you should go to the lowest place possible, crouch down or squat down on your toes, leaving your heels up in the air. Not sure why you leave your heels in the air, but anyway, whatever you do, don't seek shelter under a tree because it acts like a lightning rod and it comes down the tree and kills you. I grew up on a ranch called Green Timber Ranch, and it's a, about an hour and a half from where I live now. We had had a pretty bad storm in the middle of the night with lots of rain, thunder, and lightning, and one of my grandpa's horses was struck by the lightning. The horse had been standing near a piece of iron equipment used to auger potatoes. The lightning hit the equipment. The electricity came down the iron and killed the horse. And what was interesting was the place where the lightning had hit the horse, the hair was laying in the opposite direction. It was an area about 12 inches long. And that was the only damage that was done to the horse, you know, <laughs> besides killing it. After that, whenever we would see a storm coming, we had to move the horses to a safer pasture. And it was scary because my sisters, myself, and my brothers had to catch the horses with a halter and then lead them to the new pasture, and the wind would be blowing so hard and was blowing dust everywhere. Sometimes it would be downpouring and the horses were spooked. You know, and trying to lead a spooked horse to a new pasture is difficult. I was spooked as well, but it did teach me the danger of lightning. But back to the NBRO ranch. One afternoon, my son Jason and I were the only ones home, and a storm rolled in and it started to rain really hard. And the lightning and thunder soon followed. And we were watching the storm out the living room window. One advice growing up was to stay away from the windows. I had heard stories of the lightning striking windows in homes and killing people as they sat on their couches. But Jason and I weren't scared or anything watching this storm. We certainly weren't being very cautious until... The lightning struck a fence post in front of the house. It was about 30 yards away. And when it struck, there was the loudest boom you've ever heard. Like the whole house shook. There was a huge flash, and we both hit the floor at the same time. I thought I'd been shot with a cannon. Holy cow, that was so close. I've actually been caught out in several lightning storms. Sometimes we are miles away from the house when a storm rolls in. My husband, Nick, and I were fixing the fences that needed repaired around a pasture, and we could see the storm clouds coming, but we thought we had more time before it got to where we were at. But it was moving pretty fast, and the next thing we know, it's pouring rain, and the lightning is flashing. It was like every three seconds. And we had left the four-wheeler at one end of the fence, and we were about a half a mile away from it. So we just dropped our fencing supplies next to the fence and started to run through the trees as fast as we could to get back to the four-wheeler. We couldn't stay in the trees because we had no protection whatsoever. I swear I had more branches flipped in my face than I care to remember. Next time, I'm running ahead of Nick. 
When we got to the four-wheeler, we hopped on. Thank goodness it started, and Nick drove like a madman to the house. Now, anyone that knows him knows that he doesn't drive anything fast. Slow and steady is his mantra. But that day, we flew down the, the now very muddy road, through the open fields, down the steep dugway that's behind our house, and we made it home safely, completely soaked. And I don't know why it made us laugh. I think it's because we were both a soaking, muddy mess, and we were just happy we were safe. But the scariest and the coolest lightning storm I've ever been in was several years ago. It was a hot August afternoon, and we needed to move the cows from one pasture to a new one because they were completely out of feed. The cows were at one end of the canyon, and we needed to move them to the other end into a pasture we call the heifer's pasture. In the bottom of this canyon is a creek called Little Pine Creek. Just a little ways above the creek is a narrow two-track dirt road. The creek and the road wind through large Douglas fir trees. The trees tower above, leaving a lush green canopy overhead. And we started moving the cows slowly along the creek. Nick was walking behind the cows. It's impossible to drive the four-wheeler near the creek because there's rocks and there, occasionally there's a down tree. So I drove the four-wheeler up on the road, going slow and making sure the cows didn't want to make a run for it and cross the road. Behind us, we could see a storm coming, but once we started the cows moving, we had to keep going. And before we knew it, it had started lightning and thundering with a nice, gentle, steady rain. I don't know who was in more danger, Nick or me. He was near the water, and of course trees, and I was higher up near trees. I just knew I was going to get hit by the lightning. I wondered how safe I was sitting on the four-wheeler. It did have rubber tires, and the handlebars were rubber, and supposedly rubber is supposed to act like a conduit and keep the electrical charge from zapping you. I'm not sure if that's a myth or not, but it does bring some comfort. I did for just one minute lift my feet off of the footrest because they were metal, but I didn't drive very well. If I run off the road, the four-wheeler would roll over and over down into the creek, so I quit doing that. You know, I think God must laugh at me sometimes. Hey, you can't blame me for trying. It was scary, to say the least. But this storm was also so cool. Since we were in a canyon, whenever it would thunder, it would echo. So once the thunder rumbled, it was immediately followed by another thunder and then another, and it sounded like the thunder was bouncing back and forth from one side of the canyon to the other. And it did this for about 30 minutes. The thunder and the rain made me forget that I was possibly in danger. And we finally did get the cows to the new pasture, and then Nick hopped on the four-wheeler behind me, and we headed back to the house, and we were completely soaked. Somehow we were both safe, and, and that is why I think God was watching over us that day. You know, it's amazing what you can experience out in nature if you just venture out. Okay, remember this. When you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Go get your dreams. If not now, when? See you next time.